Hello, this is Liv Peterson from Starting Up Now. Thanks for joining us today on KMNP Shift. In this podcast, I have the opportunity to interview people from all walks of life on the book, No More Nonprofits Moving from Dependency to Sustainability, written by author L. Brian Jenkins. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with Andre Lee. Located in Nashville, Andre has spent over 30 years in for-profit and nonprofit management, working within and outside of the U.S. Currently, he serves as the owner for tutor Dr. Antioch, where he provides customized tutoring for students of all ages and subjects. Additionally, he's the co-founder of a nonprofit called Career Life that provides workforce readiness program for college students to help them secure the career of their dreams. Take a listen and hope you enjoy KMNP Ship. The first question I wanted to ask you about uh, No More Nonprofits is why do you think this book is so important or why does this book need to be read by people? Sure. Um, really, I, I, the historical references provided in the book alone is, is why I think the book should be read. Um, you know, we hear all the time, you don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. And so I think the the first two or three chapters that talked about um, how uh, wealth became, I guess, in, in the U.S., uh, you know, how the whole concept around nonprofits came to be uh, actually really set the tone for the book and really the mindset for everything else that came after. What information in the book surprised you the most? Yeah, um, you know, I always start out with the, 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 the history side of it. So, you know, as I mentioned, I think really understanding the financial side and impact of slavery as part of the history, uh, again, even finding a lot of little tidbits that the NFL was once a nonprofit before we became a for-profit mm-hmm. was also interesting. When you typically do nonprofits, you you have a passion for it. You love it. You want to help everybody, and it's a mm-hmm. good thing. And you know, but the reality is, it is still a business. And I think the book uh, really helps to kind of balance both worlds. Say, yes, you you definitely want to have a passion. You don't want to forget this, the passion that's driving you to do this, but you also don't want to sell out your soul to every dollar that comes your way mm. or a change. Um, so I think the, the, the chapter around, you know, how nonprofits can be burdens, burdensome um, also uh, was, was kind of eye-opening as well. What is something you learned that you didn't know before? Going through the uh, 70-30 uh, principle. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I think just in general, um, you know, the fact that you, you've got to come to the table, you know, with your, some of your own money, one of the things too, mm-hmm. but also that, you know, you probably need to have a diversified uh, revenue flow uh, as part of being nonprofit. And you typically don't think about that as much because, you know, oh, there's a million grants out there, you can get that money, but, you know, you forget that there's also a lot of other people <laughs> Uh, that are trying to get that for that same money. And so, you know, what makes you special? What is your niche? And, and can you really share it? Um, but the fact that you look a lot better to other people that are willing to contribute when they know you know how to be self-sustaining, mm-hmm. which also gives you a lot more power uh, to hold true to your mission as well. And when they see that initiative of you investing in yourself or investing in your, non- uh, in your nonprofit, Exactly. Um, people are willing to invest in you and are excited about that and want to 
hop on board with what you're doing. If you could only take away one thing from this book, what would it be? The realities of getting into nonprofit world. Uh, what I wrap up into that is the wealth building side of it. Um, you know, I actually at the end in the afterward portion of it, when he really hones in on the impact of family past mm -hmm. and present, you know, how he came to be personally and that, you know, how important the support of a spouse and, and, and your, your kids uh, and even siblings um, are as a part of that process. Because uh, I think it does make it a lot harder if, if they, if everybody's not on board mm -hmm. uh, with you, they may not, they may not totally understand the vision, which means you also got to do better your pitch. Um, but the impact of family past and present on you being a business owner um, is a big part of those realities. How are you going to apply what you've learned or how are you in the process of doing that after reading this book? Part of my additional thoughts on the book is one, I like the fact that it was a short read. Mm. Um, you know, and it, and it probably it's probably still took me longer to read it than it should have, but it just speaks to, you know, you got so much going on uh, and, and, but it was written in a way and it was long enough in a way that allowed me to take my time and read it and try to understand it. Mm. Um, so it wasn't that difficult from that standpoint. So it was kind of in, in plain talk. Um, and then also like the Q and a portion. And because I do want to go back to read it again, which, you know, doesn't sound like, you know, it's not like saying, Oh, I'm gonna go back and read the Bible again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen that quickly. Right. Yeah. So, um, but it, 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 I think where it will help me is going back to the questions, the Q&A portions of the book uh, to really start answering those questions. Because honestly, usually when that books have that, you know, I'll read through everything and I'll look at the question. Oh, that's a good question. I have to mm -hmm. think about that. Mm -hmm. But literally saying, but, but literally going, taking action, actually write my answers at that point in time? Probably not. But because yeah. the book was manageable, I actually looked, I actually want to go back and do it again. And the last question is, what do you think others can learn from reading this book? Or how would you recommend this book to others that are maybe struggling in the nonprofit world or frustrated or kind of sick of the models that are out there? What do you think they could gain from reading this book? I think it, it broadens their perspective. You know, um, I think it'll give them a greater sense of the nonprofit space. Mm. Um, one of the chapters um, literally walks through what it takes, you know, even, even having a sampling of the 990 inside mm. of it, I thought was mm. really good. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it does take you on a nice journey from beginning to end. Who are the type of people that you need to have on board? Character-based leadership was impactful for me just because I left an organization which, where he described someone that um, from a negative sense was exactly what was leading our organization. Mm -hmm. I mean, for what I felt, uh, they, they, they brought a CEO into the organization that never really connected to the mission, was more corporate minded. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of the demise of the organization I was with, the, 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 the current and the, re the previous one um, were two people that they brought into the organization that came from completely just corporate background. And I'm not saying you had to bring somebody with a nonprofit background, but because the organization had been around for 50 years, there were plenty of alum that were in Fortune 500 companies, leading companies, that probably could have been a better fit because 
there was a connectivity to the mission. The last two had no connectivity to the mission, which changed the dynamics mm -hmm. of board governance, um, how we went to market, uh, to, um, to clients. Uh, we became more sales focused than student focused. Thus, you can see the deterioration by declining uh, training budget for staff and students, you know, those types of things. Uh, which said that we were moving more further and further away from a mission. And I was with the organization for, for 19 years and, oh, and wow. I was four CEOs and the previous two CEOs all had a connection to the mission. One of them was hired by the founder, you know, um, so, you know, you plainly saw the difference in the decline. And I think that there was a couple chapters in the reference that said, yep, that's a, that's a big part of what made the difference for where that company's heading um, and why leadership becomes so important in the people you surround yourself with. I do think it can be very beneficial to folks uh, young and old, no matter what stage they're in in the process. Because even if they're in the business, if they're in the nonprofit, it gives them an opportunity to course correct if, if that's mm -hmm. the case. And awesome. if it's somebody new, then, you know, it, it helps them to avoid a few landmines before, you know, uh, before they even get to them. Thanks for joining us today on KMNP Shift, where we discuss the unseen and unspoken barriers you must overcome to do your job. We at Starting Up Now are always happy to hear from you, so please reach out to us if you have any comments or questions at www.startingupnow.com. Until next time, this is your host, Liv Peterson.